Hello and welcome to Oakcrest School's series called An Inconvenience Rightly Considered. This is a series produced by the parent support team to inspire and be practical during this time of quarantine. My name is Terry Collins and I'm the Director of Parent Support. And I'm Kate Hadley and I'm the Director of Mentoring. So our first episode is called The 10 Best Fun Things to Do with Family and Friends During Quarantine. Kate, can you launch us with some ideas? Uh, I found um, the pretty easy. The first thing that we used to do at a lot of parties to help kids who were feeling um, maybe uncomfortable and not, not quite at ease yet was put out a puzzle. And I think puzzles are great because they invite people in. You can leave it out. You can, um, people can work on it as they wish. And when, however long they want, they can just sit and watch the person who's doing the puzzle. You know, it's kind of a communal thing without being big stress. It's not competitive. And um, at the end, I think it's really fun. It could be for this to use one of those puzzle glue things and make a poster of it. Some of our hardest puzzles we have as posters in our family room. So um, that would be a great souvenir for your time in, as Fallon calls it, coronacation. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And I was thinking of other games that I saw ongoing in other families' homes. Um, there is one, it's a wall scrabble board, and I'll provide a link for that. But um, uh, every time I've gone into their house, I thought, oh, how clever. And my kids have commented on it. And it, was, it took me during this time to go ahead and order it for our home. So it's in the mail en route there's, right now. There's actually one in the um, faculty room, in oh. the one with the English and history people. Um, and they have a continuing game going all the time. I don't know if I could compete on their level, but uh, <laughs> we're also, um, I know of a family who's having bouts of paddle ball outside. So they're doing two versus two or three versus three. And they're recording um, the number of hits without dropping the ball. And then they're posting the scores in a prominent place. And so it's just like this ongoing fun thing in the background to keep people engaged and having a good time. Um, and it's competitive, and some people really get into that. Yeah. <laughs> my my yeah. children. <laughs> um. Um, the next item uh, for the fun things to do is to create a family lecture series. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? We started this in our family just with the quarantine because everybody, you know, we're in Florida and Colorado and um, South Carolina and all over. So each person is choosing a topic that they'd like to possibly talk about and could inform the others about with as much preparation or as little as they deem, but mostly they've been doing some. And we meet on Tuesday night at eight o'clock in a group Zoom. So far, we've heard about um, German football, meaning soccer, and how it's developed in the 20th century or 21st century. And I lasted about 30 seconds on that one, but everybody else was quite interested. And the second one was done by Miss Hadley on the history of the Brooklyn Bridge. And it was very entertaining. So it, it's, everybody's trying to come up with something fun that they can share with the others. And it gives us something to talk about other than, I don't know, how are you doing? Yeah, we're doing okay. God, this is awful. So um, anyway, it's really fun. 
I love that because you're right. I mean, so much of our conversation is about the statistics and the restrictions. It's all, everything that's on the news. So it's almost hard to find something interesting on the news naturally. You have to kind of seek it out. So you guys are making your own news. So I love that. That's wonderful. Um, the third thought was to have a book exchange. So I know you have something interesting going in your family with that as well. Well, um, it just, we often do this. We'll go to, you know, um, secondhand stores and buy books for the others. But in this time, I think you could go throughout the house and find a book that you think another person in your house might enjoy and give it to them. And maybe you'll dig up things that you didn't even remember were in your bookcase. <laughs> you had something that you were thinking about with, um, I'm sorry, I'm blowing. No, I actually, what it was is, um, I thought it was a nice idea to ask grandparents who their favorite authors are. And um, I, my grandfather on my mother's side died before I was born. And so I didn't really know him. And then one day I was asking my grandmother to tell me a little bit about him. And one of the things I asked her, which I'm so glad I did, I don't know why, but um, I said, you know, what did he like to read? What were his favorite books? And she said, P.G. Woodhouse. And um, so I started reading his books and um, it's delightful comedy. And I really felt that I got to know my grandfather a little bit more uh, with his personality. And I got into a whole stream of books that I really enjoy reading now. So it was, um, you know, a double good that came from that. So I'm really grateful. Um, our next one is hold a talent show. So let's hear about it. I love when people try to entertain others. This is not, it, it's an act of service. This is not putting people up to, oh, show off. This is an act of service. And I think it would be so great if each person in the family, maybe, you know, zoom in your cousins, zoom in your grandparents, zoom in other families and friends. And each person tries to do something online. It, it doesn't need to be perfect. It won't be perfect. When we would have these talent shows in real life, often it was just a little child telling a, a joke or a magic trick. Sometimes it got much more complicated. We'd have skits or groups of kids doing songs. Um, or as we saw on our Stuco um, Okie Graham the other day, the burn girls are learning how to juggle. So it's just, it's a sharing of self. That's what I like. It really is. And I like how you put about that emphasis that it really is for the others that you're doing it. And so it's, um, I just, I found it, really helpful to lift my spirits too, you know, and how enjoyable it is when I've had families even share with me concerts that their girls are doing in the backyard. And um, just so much fun. You get to know their the personalities too, because the kids are changing so fast. You're getting to know the kids' personalities. So uh, I think it's a treasure and record those things because you're going to love it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is... Um, to plan a trip for the future. Do you want to talk Aren't you a doing about that? that? Well, why don't you talk about the one that you're Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so we are planning a trip to the Grand Canyon, which I don't think is going to happen. We were supposed to go on May 30th, <laughs> but who knows? It's not going to happen this year. Right. Yeah, that's true. 
So there's still much to be done. Um, and so you can have um, a child interview a friend or a relative to get ideas about the things you, you must see or you must do when you go there. Um, and they can do a little bit of research, you know, going back to Kate's idea about a topic, they can do a little bit of research too. Uh, the kids and the family about the different sites and maybe what's interesting about them and geologically significant and um so or, or get out a map and plan how you would drive to get there yeah yeah when your husband was a child he's the one that helped us plan our trip to montreal with a oh. map and following it <laughs> <laughs> that's so great that's so great so um the next and I think one. it's fun. The other thing that I like about that, Terry, is that it's getting us to think of the future. So you're right. The trip might not take place this year, but it could in the future. Yeah. And that's why I was like, even exotic places that maybe you won't get to and, you know, for another five, 10 years or ever, but just to engage your imagination and be planning for the future. It's very hopeful. That's wonderful. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, the next one um, is to pray together as a family. And I didn't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, prayers of the rosary, Kate, or some techniques that we, way to get the family involved. We had, uh, I remember years ago, it was very hard for us to get everybody together for the rosary. And this is during a regular school year and people would just go up and do their homework right away. And if you ask them to come down, they would get all, but I have to study and, and all this. And we had a, um, someone gave us a trick to finish at the dinner table. Don't clear off the dishes, just sit there and do it then. And you know, it, it's wonderful. You're, you're there, you're not going anywhere. You don't have to get reconnected. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, it could be depending on the ages of your children, it could be a decade is wonderful every night or you know maybe you can do a rosary once a week i mean you figure out what works in your family for the kids that are the right ages but um this is a time that they're not running off to do homework as much so maybe we can insert that a little bit I, uh, yeah that's a good idea i know um i've heard that some families are doing a little bit of scripture um right after breakfast or right after dinner depending upon when they're doing their group meals together as a family so i love that idea of like you're capturing that time where everyone's around anyway and it's a time to pray together and i think the benefits will be tremendous there are also and we've shared it before via this week at oakcrest and on our website um there are online recollections that are superb i went on one two weekends ago and it's really important also to take care of our one-on-one -on -one relationships also with our Lord. And I think those are incredible opportunities for doing that. If you can squirrel away a little bit of time and um, to go to that resource, which is posted on our website. Um, and moms, it's okay to go in your bedroom and close <laughs> the door and say, don't come in unless you're bleeding, you know, <laughs> and have that kind of, it's not just okay, it's imperative. Yeah. That's great. Our next one is cooking a meal together. And that's probably more in your line, Terry. So oh, really? I'm a really bad cook. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually, just in talking to um, some moms at Oakcrest, um, there was one mom who was just, um, we were laughing so hard when she was telling me, but um, they're having themed dinners 
where everyone comes dressed up in a theme, for example, like French spies. And um, she's making a dinner to match the theme. Like she made chicken cordon bleu, which she said actually looked terrible, but tasted great. And, and everybody um, dresses up. Everybody dresses that up. That is great. And she sent me some of the photos. And it's, I mean, they even have face paint in their house. I don't know if they're getting it by Amazon or just leftover from Halloween. But they were hysterical. And even the ones that were like giving her a little bit of a hard time, they didn't want to do this, you know. Um, she said, well, if you want to eat dinner, you're going to get dressed up. So not everybody is you know, going all out, but um, they are really having a good time with it. And, you know, they're getting the spirit and as time goes on more and more enthusiastic participation, but um, she sent pictures, great to record pictures. I think I keep saying, you know, record this stuff because one of my nieces is actually creating um, her COVID um, album of pictures and videos and that type of thing, because this is going to end and we're going to look back on it. And, um, and I think it's a really good way to mark that, you know, these, and we want to look back at it in a cheerful way, (laughs) not just like, Oh my gosh, we want to remember the good times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one, um, this is fabulous. It's give everyone a temperament test and discuss the results. So what do you want to tell us about that? there one of my mentees families has done that and it was it was really fun hearing her say well my father is you know melancholic and my mother is this i mean she had it down pat and it's not it's not really you know good to use it as a way to label either yourself or others and sometimes people use it as an excuse well i'm choleric so i have a bad temper no temperament is a wonderful thing to know about yourself, and then that's what, it's the skeleton that we build our character on. So it's good to know, um, but it's fun too. And there are some resources out there. Um, Art and Lorraine Bennett did um, The Temperament God Gave You, The Temperament God Gave Your Spouse, The Temperament God Gave Your Child. Those things are great. You can find all kinds of tests that you can take online. We're gonna post some of them. There was one for kids. It is very hard for the younger ones to kind of um, know themselves well enough, but that's where doing it in a group could be fun because they might say, um, I'm always cheerful. And their brother is gonna say, "Uh, yeah, right. (laughs) Not when I see you. So there's a good, um, I think, reality check there and um anyway it's just it's a fun thing to talk about and maybe get to know get to know your siblings and that will help them um you'll be able to help them i guess is what i'm saying you'll be able to be more patient or whatever yeah that's perfect and i know um i went to a talk by edwina maxim about 20 years ago and uh, she was giving a talk in the temperaments and she was analyzing the biblical characters and what oh, their temperaments yeah. were. It was phenomenal. And so maybe even after, because the kids do study that a bit at Oakcrest as well. And, and so in fact, Edwina gave a Thursday tea and talk on that uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe you could do that even as a family is like, okay, let's look at some biblical characters. And why do you think St. Peter is a choleric, you know, and that type of thing. And look what God did with that temperament. Um, no right or wrong. 
exactly they all they have all the temperaments so it's not like there's one temperament that's going to be the path to make you a perfect person right yeah 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 so um okay now uh the next item is spice up family game night so can you give us a couple of tips well family game night i mean that's on the top of everybody's list doing quarantine That's why I didn't put it at number one, because everybody knows it. But there are actually um, some really fun new things that you can do. There are online trivia things. We did one called Kahoot recently, where my um, son and daughter-in-law had done one. They created it, and it was um, biblical verses, verses up against things that Justin Bieber fans had said about him. And you had to choose which was which. We were really bad at that one. (laughs) But you can make them about all different kinds of um, topics. And it was just fun that we could play either remotely, because you play on your phone, or you can play in the the room, um, you know, all together, if you're all together. You've had some interesting ideas, I think, with your. Yeah, my my nieces and nephews are alternatively hosting trivia games um, every several weeks, and um, so they actually make up their own questions, like Maryland trivia. We are from the state of Maryland, the great state of Maryland, and um, and one of my um, in-laws um, came up with a whole category of cheese facts. I don't know why, but we know a <laughs> lot about cheese right now, and. Um, so there are like five questions per round and they unmute the participants and announce the correct answer at the end of the round. And you get to see and hear everyone's reactions and um, the host actually keeps score of who gets which questions correct and then announces the winner at the end. So it lasts about 45 minutes and it's just like nice touch base with everybody, getting eyes on everybody and um, really having a great time. Your kids might also enjoy going really retro. I mean, when was the last time that they played Risk until three in the morning? You know, I mean, my kids used to do that with friends and stuff. So it's not the end of the world if they occasionally stay up late and play that kind of stuff. You know, Monopoly that goes on forever. Um, You said that you've also done something really fun, a murder mystery. You know, we're planning it right now. My daughter's birthday is coming up next week. And um, so I actually looked at YouTube videos of how to host your own murder mystery. And then they gave me the link to a good uh, website to just download the PDF to get some of the clues and that type of thing. And uh, we're going to run it hopefully next week. I've never participated in one nor hosted one. So let's see how it goes. We, we've done um, it a few All of my times. kids are t- over 20. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we've got the theme of the office and um, I'm going to be Dwight. So I'm already um, trying, I'm looking at mustard colored shirts to wear. Right. You have to dress up. It really helps you get into character. <laughs> so I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a good time with it. So. Oh yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at number 10, wrapping things up. Have everyone read the same book or poem. And uh, Kate, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I was, you know, it's, it's kind of a book club thing, but be, given our time constraints right nowadays, I would go with a short book or maybe just a short story 
and or maybe if it's a little kid, a picture book and discuss it. I mean, it's, it's again, something to talk about that's engaging your mind that isn't, you know, Corona. And short stories, you know, they don't have to be really deep and be able to be analyzed in great depth. Um, I remember years ago, Oakcrest had, the faculty had a short story book club. And I was totally intimidated by the stuff that the faculty was picking. And when it was my turn, I'm picking O. Henry, The Ransom of Red Chief. That's my level. And it was really funny. And it's funny to talk about with, you know. So be creative there. And, and also, I think, you know, um, reading aloud, because I know you've spoken about that. Yeah, yeah. I know um, that Elizabeth Black put up on, um, out to the community, some suggested books to read together as a family, you know, middle school level and high school level. And I had read every book on that list and everyone she selected, I highly recommend, except one I hadn't read yet. And it's called The Virginian. It was recommended for the upper school students. So we did order it. It arrived yesterday. And my daughters and I are excited to read aloud again um, this book even, together. Even though they're in their 20s. Isn't that they're wonderful? In their 20s. And we just, it's just something we did when they were young too. And we really enjoy it. And um, so I'm really excited for that. Another family actually I just talked to recently said that they read Pygmalion, which was required reading for one of the classes at Oakcrest. And um, each person read it aloud. It's a play that they read uh, using British accents, um, you know, from little ones down in third grade all the way up to high schoolers. And then they watched My Fair Lady together afterwards and compared the two. So it took, you know, a good couple of weeks for them to get through it all. They weren't trying to muscle and power through it all, but um, uh, they said it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. Isn't that wonderful? So, you know, we just wanted these to be short little episodes and um, this wraps it up for today. And we are going to ask you what creative ideas can you send to us? We'll provide a link for you to share any videos of fun things that you guys are doing as families and as well as to write in any additional ideas to share with the community. So thank you and very Terry, much for joining you, us today. Can you tell us what some of the future series titles are? Let's do this. I think I, I, I can do it. Um, we're having another series on the 10 best chores for your children <laughs> that they won't think they're the best, but you know, uh, the 10 best dinner table conversations. And then one at the end called the 10 best skills that every child should know. And actually there's 20, 10 of them are social skills and 10 of them are very advanced for really before they uh, go out into the world. They know how, need to know how to do some of these things. So we look forward to, to seeing you and talking with you soon. And um, we'll be back. Thank you very much for joining us today. Bye-bye.